it took time to create those habits. It's going to take time to incorporate new ones. So you have to be patient with yourself and it's not going to be perfect. And that's exactly why I talk about self-compassion. Like you're not going to do it every single day. You're going to have days, weeks, or months where shit happens that are out of your control. But one of the things that I love to say the most is you need to control the controllables. Mm-hmm. You can you need to focus on what you can control and just adapt to what you can't. And mm-hmm. that I think is the most important thing to understand when you're beginning a fitness journey is only focus on the things that you can control. That's really what I like to hone in with as well with people is really just focus on what you can control. And if you have to reroute or go on a little fitness detour mm-hmm. for a temporary amount of time, then we can do that. there. Welcome to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. I'm Brooke. And hello, I'm Iris. On this show, we challenge the common understanding of what it means and what it takes to be fit and healthy. We explore all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and mental health without the fluff and BS. So grab a coffee, get ready to laugh, cry, even learn a thing or two. Let's get into it. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Iris. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Tater Talks, Two Bitches Talk Fitness. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. We, Micah and I had a mom and son date. We went to the movies and then we went to Costco. So it was really a perfect weekend, to be honest. Nice. (laughs) We had our best friend and his fiance in town. So that was, it was a lot of fun. Um, They stayed at our house and we went to the local mall and did the mall things and went out to eat and I made a carrot cake and we smoked some salmon and just had an an amazing time. (laughs) Oh, that sounds amazing. I saw your carrot cake and I was like, ooh, on social media. I'm like, that looks good. (laughs) Oh, it was amazing. And I have two pieces. We sent some home with them and I'm going to have a piece for dinner. And then there's another one, well, with dinner, after dinner. And then there's another one left over for my husband. So excited about that. Today, we're going to talk about how to get started on your health and fitness, quote unquote, journey. And a lot of it's going to be mindset because, you know, (laughs) a mindset is everything when it comes to this. You got to be willing to address your shit. Uh, You got to be willing to work on your mindset. That, I think, is the hardest thing for a lot of people. Because there's information overload. First of all, there's misinformation overload. I think people, they have all the intentions to start and be consistent in all the things. And then life happens and it doesn't happen. <laughs> they, they don't do it for one reason or another. Um, so we thought we would talk about that for a little bit today and maybe give you some helpful mind frame mind reframing, um, and some actionable tips to put into practice and get the ball rolling if you are just starting out. And even if you're not, I mean, I think this will be helpful too, because sometimes you just have to get back to the basic basics. (laughs) Yeah. One thing that I notice, especially like working with clients that are starting their fitness journey is a lot of people in the very beginning start focusing on specifics versus focusing on the basics. So I get a lot of questions like, what supplements should I be taking? You know, what what should I be eating before and after workouts? When in reality, let's start thinking about what what can we add to what we're already doing mm-hmm. 
to make things a little bit better and a little bit easier as well. So instead of focusing on what supplements you can take, let's take a look at, you know, your diet and think about what we can add. Instead of adding a supplement, let's add some vegetables or let's add some fruit. Let's add some more protein to our meals versus how can I cheat the system in a sense? How do I get fit quick? We don't like get fit quick schemes around here. (laughs) No, we do not. And also, instead of thinking about what are all these things that I can't do anymore, what I can't eat, what I shouldn't do, like what I need to stay away from, which if you spend any time with either of us, you'll realize quickly that we don't operate that way. (laughs) No, we do not operate with heavy duty restriction or good food, bad foods. We've talked about that a little bit before, and it will not be the last time we'll talk about it. But uh, instead of what can't I do? What can't I eat? Where can't I go? You know, because vacations come up and that's a big thing for people, dinners out, et cetera. What can I do? How can I rearrange things a little bit to set myself up for success. How can, and we'll talk about this later, how can I build a plate and put what I want on it and still, you know, set myself up for success that way as well with nutrition? Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people underestimate how dialing it back and going back to the basics can really set them up. Like it's very, very underrated. So Mm -hmm. just like Iris said, looking at how you can balance a plate to where you can still have you know, all the foods that fit, but how do we incorporate that to where we are not over-restricting saying, I can't have that versus saying, okay, how can I add this in that's going to align with my goals? Mm -hmm. I think one thing that people struggle with, and I absolutely did at the beginning of my journey was it's called a complexity bias, right? We have a hard time believing that the basics, the simplicity of it all is the way it is. Um, It just seems too not easy because, you know, simple is different than easy. It can be simple in concept and harder to execute. For example, calorie balance, that seems way too simple. People have a hard time accepting that, have a hard time believing that. And I know for me, like it was really easy to get sucked into all of these, like, well, it's the carbs. Well, it's the cardio. It's you have to do these specific things at this specific time. And again, unnecessary and overcomplicated. Just get back to the basics of calorie balance and whatever eating strategy helps you get there. That's where the magic happens. 100%. And that's, I mean, if you think about building a healthy lifestyle, people that live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, they aren't overcomplicating it. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going out to dinner every once in a while and being able to enjoy their meal and then getting right back on track the next day. And A lot of people want to believe that it's not as simple as what it actually is. People want to believe that there is some sort of secret out there that is like the fountain of health. If I do this or if I take this supplement or if I do this workout, that's actually the key to losing body fat or gaining muscle or whatever your goal may be. And people look at that and they're searching for like almost like this fountain of youth or fountain of health per se. And once you actually realize and accept that it's really that simple and like like you touched on, like simple is not easy. Like it's a simple concept, but it's not an easy thing to do because not only is it not easy, But you have to put on your fucking patience pants. Like you have to be patient and you have to be consistent. And 
to be honest, this is going to sound really fucking harsh, but not a lot of people want to do that. A lot of people don't want to do that when they're walking by and they're seeing a magazine in the grocery store saying lose 61 pounds in 30 days. Mm -hmm. And realistically, like every single client that I have coached that has either lost body fat or gained muscle or, and including myself, like me going through these phases as well, it's no get fit quick. There's, there is no such thing because if you lose the weight quickly, you are going to gain it back quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. I think addressing the mindset from the get-go is a huge part of it. Because like you said, you know, if we're looking for the quick fix as fast as possible, it's not going to last because we haven't learned anything. We haven't learned how to maintain it. We haven't learned any patience, which, you know, just in life in general is a huge skill to be able to slow down and be able to wait for things. And I think it takes a lot of the stress and urgency out of it, right? You know, we've all heard the like you said, lose 60 pounds in three months or whatever, or, you know, fit into your jeans in four weeks or lose 10 pounds in a month. All too fast, by the way. That is driven by a sense of urgency with a deadline that you cannot control if it happens by then. You know, you can control your actions in that time frame, but you cannot control the outcome. So switching the focus from, okay, I want to lose X amount of weight. That's a perfectly fine goal. That's We're not saying that it's not. What we are saying, though, is we have to reframe our expectations and then build our actions around that, right? So what can you control in X amount of time? And like Brooke was saying, you know, both of us at this point in our lives, we are experienced in quote unquote dieting. I don't like to call it that because of... <laughs> You know, people have their own conceptions of what a, a diet is. And when people say they're going on a diet or going in a diet, that brings up all these ideas about like, oh, well, they're cutting all this stuff out or they're amping up the cardio or, you know, they're dropping calories super, super low. And, you know, in my daily life, I say when I'm going in a deficit, I just say I'm in a dieting phase. But for a lot of people that can be confusing because of all the BS out there. So when you're going into a calorie deficit, it is not easy. And both of us even being experienced in it, like we know what to expect. We know how to handle ourselves. We know how things are going to shake out. And still, like, it's not all sunshine and puppies. <laughs> like when no. you're in a, when you're in a deficit, it's, you're going to be a little bit hungrier. You should not be starving all the time, but you're going to be a little hungry. And that's actually a good sign that you are in a deficit is if you get hungrier faster between meals the prolonged deficit, your sleep can suffer. Your recovery after a a workout can suffer a little bit. You get a little bit more moody. So there are things that we can manage and handle, but the concept, while it is very simple, is not always easy to execute. So I think accepting that right out of the gate is just going to make a world of difference. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people forget that like a deficit isn't a lifestyle. No. Like that's something that I was having a conversation with somebody about the other day in my DMs on Instagram is, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, I've been dieting for 40 years. And it's like, not necessarily like you, you, you physically can't diet for 40 years. You can yo-yo and fad diet for 40 years, but you can be in a diet mindset, not a physical deficit. Yes. Thank yeah. you. That's actually That'd be a, a good topic a for a, day. for a whole episode. I think. Too. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's a great idea. And I've heard about this where people, they're only thinking 
from a deficit mindset. They're only thinking from, and I don't even want to say a deficit mindset. It's more of like a diet mindset because the goal is to not diet forever. Like, is fat loss going to be your only goal in life? Like, no, because what happens, like what happens when you lose the weight? Mm -hmm. Then what? Like people underrate maintenance so much. Like living in maintenance is amazing. And I've had clients where, you know, they'll be, they'll be in a deficit for three, four months and they want to continue. And it's like, Hey, you know what? Like your physical like recovery is starting to suffer a little bit. You're not sleeping as well. Like we need to take a diet break. Like we need to, you know, reverse diet you up to maintenance for a month. And then what we're going to do is we're going to put you back in a deficit after that. And the amount of times that people do that, And they go, oh my gosh, not only am I able to make more progress, Mm -hmm. but I'm feeling better is huge because we really overhype dieting. Not to mention that it's it's based around societal standards. I mean, I've had to have a couple of tough conversations with clients in the past where they come to me wanting to be in a deficit. And I'm like, you you don't need to be in one. Like you have a healthy body weight. You have a healthy BMI. You don't need to do that. And so it's really hard because we are conditioned to have that that mentality as well. So how that relates to starting your fitness journey is really just about focusing on what is it that you actually want to achieve right now? Because if you're in a deficit, you're not really going to build a lot of muscle. I mean, you mm-hmm. will for maybe a couple of months. If you're a very, very beginner, yeah. Yeah, very, very beginner Um, if you've taken a significant amount of time away from strength training. But I mean, realistically, these are things that you want to do in phases. So if your goal is to start out in a deficit, understand that it's going to be challenging. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to things being driven by desperation and urgency. I think people think that if they accept how things are right now, they're not going to want to change. And I I disagree with that. I think if you accept where you are now, it gets a whole lot easier to start making a plan and taking action steps to actually change things instead of fighting with reality, you know? Okay, so maybe you want to lose some pounds. That's fine. You can accept that and you can accept the practice of respecting yourself and respecting your body and i'm not not even going to touch like self love right now but respecting yourself no matter what right now it gets a whole lot easier to even start you know yeah just removing that general expectation it just wiping that off the table saying this is my goal this is what i want to achieve and it's okay to want that And removing the expectation that you're putting on yourself will set you up for so much more success than you even know. And with that, I'd like to kind of piggyback off of that and talk about motivation because that's something that I get all the time. We hear all every day. All the time. How do you get motivated to work out? Like, bitch, how do you stay motivated? (laughs) Yeah. How do you you find motivation? Yeah. Exactly. And like, here's the answer for you listening. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people really only pull the trigger on starting their fitness journey when they have the motivation that, that is mm-hmm. so common. And that's huge. Like that's not a bad thing. No motivation definitely has its place, but it shouldn't be the only thing that gets you to the gym. It shouldn't be the Absolutely. only thing that gets you to incorporating nutritious foods. Like I'm going to be honest with you. Motivation is a feeling. So I want like you listening to think about that for a second. 
Motivation's a feeling, just like happiness is a feeling. And if somebody is depressed or if somebody is sad and you tell them to just be happy, they're not going to just be happy. What you would tell them is do something that makes you happy. Take action and do something that's going to lift your spirits, okay? So when people tell me that they're not motivated and they don't know what to do, you need to actually do what you say you're going to do in the first place, even when you're not motivated. Because when you do that over and over and over and over again, and you're going to the gym when you don't want to, and you're making nutritious decisions even when you don't want to, that's going to lead to results. So you take that action, regardless of however the fuck you feel, you start to see results, and then what do you get in return? You get motivation because you're seeing results from the hard work that you're putting in. And so once you start to see those results and then you get motivated, it's going to push you to continue. But you can't have these false expectations or these unrealistic expectations that you're going to be motivated every single day. Like mm -hmm. I'm not always motivated to work out. I'd, I'd say that I am actually more often than not, not motivated. I like 75% of the time, I don't want to do my workout. I don't want to go to the gym. And there are a lot of times where I'd much rather go through drive-through or order pizza than actually make a nutritious meal. But that doesn't align with my goals. So I make myself do the shit anyway that I don't want to do. And sure enough, like when I start seeing those results, it's like, okay, it's working. It's working. And in order to make that happen, it takes time and it takes consistent practice. That's like starting a soccer team and expecting to play your first game in the world playoffs and win. Like, no, you're going to have to practice first. You're going to have to practice for a long time in order to make it to the world playoffs. And yeah. that's what they're called. I don't watch sports. <laughs> the World Cup. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Hey. I'm thinking football. Wow. Ah, okay. I'm not a not a football head. I just sort of look a doofus. That's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. okay. You are, cool but we love you for it. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think... You know, people talk about the why, like find your why. And sometimes I kind of like roll my eyes at that. But there is something to be said for like, why are you doing this? First of all, here's the thing, because I know for a long time, my goals were not my goals. My goals were things that I thought I should do because I wanted to conform to what other people thought I should be. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Your goals are your goals. You can set your own goalposts wherever they are. Like we talk a lot about strength training because that's what we love. But if your goal is to run a marathon, that's your goal. And you can work for that. People talk about the why. And I think there is something to be said for that. Like for me, like my why is I want to be strong and capable. And I have some ascetic goals as well. But like I want to be strong. I want to age well. I want to be able to take care of myself when I'm older. I have a husband. When we get old, I want to, you know, be able to do things and like go places and be able to get on and off the toilet and in and out of bed and like up and down the stairs. And I want to be able to carry groceries and just overall well-being and some aesthetics, you know, that's my why. And I think there is something to be said for finding that for yourself. 
And that can help with, you know, the inherent motivation. And I talk about sometimes there's a difference between motivation and drive. Like I am not motivated all the time either. Very rarely am I motivated, um, especially now, like it's cold, it's getting lighter later. And I go out to the gym and I don't want to half the time because I don't like being cold. I don't want to get dressed and go to the gym, but I am very driven because I know my why and I know my goals and I know the actions that I have to take to get there. So I do it anyway. And I've we've both been doing this long enough where like, even though we don't feel it, we just kind of muscle up and do it anyway. And I think that is a skill that can be built over time. And I think here's the thing about nutrition awareness and fitness. It's a, it's a skill that takes practice. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, they should get it right away when they start. And I think you have to give yourself some grace because you won't get it all right away. And that's just, you know, people learn things at different speeds and that's just life and that's just normal. So you have to have some grace with yourself, you know, accepting that it's not going to be picture perfect and that you try things and you tweak things and you see how sustainable it is for you. And if it's not, you know, maybe you change something. And not punishing yourself when you slip up. I think that's a huge thing that people starting out on their fitness journey, and I absolutely did for years, was, you know, punishing yourself when you slip up. Because I know a lot of people have a just a rotten relationship with food. And part of it is accepting more food into your, you know, proverbial diet, what you eat, you know, accepting more food and practicing the thought that it's okay to eat stuff. And sometimes you might go a little bit overboard when you're practicing that. That's okay. You don't punish yourself for that. You know, maybe you missed a workout because schedule went up in smoke. That's okay. You don't punish yourself for it. You don't overcompensate later. And that's a huge skill that people, I think, need to expect that it's going to take practice and also accept that, you know, it's okay that you're not perfect coming out of the gate. Nobody's perfect at anything coming out of the gate. Yeah. And so how do you implement that into your fitness journey? And that's something where I really like to talk about self-compassion with my clients. Like if you have a day where you have like a certain amount of calories that you're looking to have, and let's say you go one or 200 over, it's saying, hey, you know what? It's okay. It's all right. You can do better tomorrow and it's getting right back on track. And so as far as starting your fitness journey, one thing that you can do right now is just get up and walk. Oh, yes. The most underrated. <laughs> exactly. Getting up and walking, mm-hmm. adding protein to your next meal or adding a little bit more protein to your next meal or a serving of vegetables. The way that I like to start clients out is by taking what they're already doing and adding something that they want to work on in. And with a lot of people, I start with vegetables. I start with a five-minute walk. Mm -hmm. And yeah, five minutes, like people can do anything for five minutes. So I tell people, go on a five-minute walk. What would you say, Iris, on top of those two things? Well, I would totally agree on the walking. And I don't even know if I would add anything to that. I think that's a perfect place to start. I think maybe take a look at your dinners, your typical dinner plate, and see if there's any protein on there. If there isn't, add some, you know, Um, make your hand into a, a fist and add about that much protein. Are there plants on there? 
If not, put your palm up and your hand out flat. Maybe add that much, at least, of a serving of vegetables to your dinner plates. I think that'd be a great place to start. Yeah, and take any of those, you know, and just implement one. Just implement one thing. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You don't have to go on a five-minute walk and work on your sleep routine and add protein and do one thing at a time until you're doing it consistently. And then once you feel like it's just a part of what you do now, add something else that's small. Mm -hmm. That's how you start a fitness journey is by small daily action of working on yourself. And again, it goes back to not rushing the process, you know? Yeah, Giving yourself absolutely. some grace. Don't rush it. This takes time. Building habits takes time. Building a completely different lifestyle probably to the one that you have now, that takes time. We can't expect it to be like a light switch that you just flip and everything's different. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you have 20 plus years mm-hmm. of habits that you're trying to reframe and rebuild it took time to create those habits. It's going to take time to incorporate new ones. So you have to be patient with yourself and it's not going to be perfect. And that's exactly why I talk about self-compassion. Like you're not going to do it every single day. You're going to have days, weeks, or months where shit happens that are out of your control. But one of the things that I love to say the most is you need to control the controllables. Mm-hmm. You can. You need to focus on what you can control and just adapt to what you can't. And mm-hmm. that I think is the most important thing to understand when you're beginning a fitness journey is only focus on the things that you can control. That's really what I like to hone in with as well with people is really just focus on what you can control. And if you have to reroute or go on a little fitness detour <laughs> for a temporary amount of time, then we can do that. But you need to have self-compassion as you're going on this journey as well and as you're beginning the journey because it, to have that expectation that you're going to do everything perfectly right from the get-go is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And I want to go back to what you said about the one thing at a time as well. There's a concept called habit stacking, which is exactly what you talked about. You know, Pick one thing, practice it, and then once that feels like it's part of your lifestyle pick another thing and then practice that and then just add on from there. One thing that I see a lot is that people try to do too many things at once and they end up burning themselves out. They try to go from zero to a hundred, but, and part of it might be, they just don't know yet, right? There's a knowledge gap. There's so much information. There's so much bad information. So trying to parse, you know, what's the good stuff and what's not I think can be overwhelming. So again, just getting back to the basics and picking one thing and getting good at it and then picking another thing and then adding that on instead of eventually just exhausting yourself and feeling like, well, I just can't do this anymore. It's just too much. It's like, well, it is if you try to start with too many things at once. Yeah. So if you're starting your fitness journey, I'm going to challenge you to go on a five minute walk every day this week. Oh, I like that. That's it. Five minute walk every day this week. That means you can set a five minute timer and just walk around your house. That can be going on a nature walk for five minutes. But I want to challenge you listening. If you're thinking about starting or you want to start, but don't know where to start, start with that. Mm -hmm. That'll be your challenge. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I know we talked a lot about mindset today, but for now, I think this is a really good thing. You know, we've 
a little bit of a broken record at this point, but give yourself some grace, give yourself some compassion. That's another thing I think people confuse. If you give yourself grace and self-compassion, then you're getting soft on yourself and then you won't want to change. And then nothing will ever change. But if you're coming at this from a place of like self-loathing, self-hatred, I think you're just setting yourself up for further disappointment. And I know, I know it's not easy to just, again, flip a switch and then like, I love myself and I'm doing this because I love myself. Like that's hard. That's a hard mindset to get into, which is why I started with self-respect. Because even if you don't, you know, feel the ooey gooeys about yourself, which I don't think anyone does all the time, I certainly don't. (laughs) And we'll talk about this later, but I know both of us, we lean much more towards like body neutrality than body positivity just because we think it's a lot more realistic for a lot of people. You can start with respect. And I think that's huge. I agree. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this, Brooke Madigan? No, just make sure if you're listening to this, you go on your five-minute walk this week. Incorporate one small daily habit. And if you want to get started, just think of what you can implement one small thing at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. Be driven, not motivated, and make sure that you're taking care of yourself from the inside and out. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by writing a review, subscribing wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find me, Iris, on Instagram at Iris Deadlifts. And you can find me, Brooke, on Instagram at getyouabrook. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Nice. <laughs>